Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special edition of Kingdom Link Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, and I'm so glad that you have joined us today. Normally, David and I are sitting in our office studio where we're recording a podcast about generational leadership, and we will continue to do that. But during this season and crisis time, uh, we are doing our best to bring to you things that would help you. Recently, my wife and I sat down and recorded a live video where we're discussing leading from faith and not fear. And so we want to share that with you, and we trust that it will be a blessing to you and encourage you in this time. You don't have to live in this crisis by fear, but you can overcome it by living by faith. Here now is the talk with Faith and I. We're going to be talking to you tonight about faith over fear or a faith that is greater than fear. In this time, in this season that we're in, we need to know how are we going to get through this? How are we going to make it through this? And fear comes in all kinds of ways. There are things that fear uh, represents itself. It represents itself as natural. It represents itself as spiritual. So tonight we want to talk to you about some of the spiritual things, about dealing with uh, faith, and fear, and also some practical things that will help you in this uh, season that we are in. One thing that I want to begin with is, is simply talking about the need of your foundation. I think our foundation has got to be, let's start with faith, not fear. Let's start with faith, not the latest news. Let's start with faith. Put yourself in the, in the whole place of like, uh, the three Hebrew children, they were in the fiery furnace and God delivered them out of it. Daniel was in the lion's den. God delivered him out of it. Elijah was in a cave of discouragement. Took a little while because he was thick-headed like a lot of us, but God brought him through that. Joseph was wasting away seemingly in prison. And so you and I can either wallow in fear in this present distress, this present uh, crisis, or we can allow faith to build us up. Fear paralyzes, Mm -hmm. faith builds up. Fear binds, faith sets free, it delivers. Uh, I came across this scripture in thinking about, we're going to be talking about the spirit of fear. And everybody knows that verse that Paul told to Timothy about the spirit of fear. We'll talk about that later. But there's also a spirit of faith. Right. Paul said, we have the same spirit of faith in 2 Corinthians 4 and 13. Think about this. And oh, by the way, if you hear a uh, noise of construction, uh, <laughs> all you MPC people, they are working tonight. Our men are working tonight uh, doing some things. And you'll, you'll probably hear some uh, hammers going and some saws going and some drills. Uh, the work goes on. Amen. Amen. But in talking about the same spirit of faith, what is what is what did Paul mean? Well, it's interesting that in this context of that, where he says we have the same spirit of faith, this is what he is saying. 
We have this treasure in earthen vessels, 2 Corinthians 4 and 7. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God right. and not of us. We need power to go through that. Then, then he hits that familiar passage. If you know about Scripture, been around church for any length of time, is that passage that says, we're troubled on every side. Do you feel that way? Yes, sometimes. Troubled <laughs> everywhere we turn. But we, he says, we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Right. We are perplexed. You watch, watch that emoji. What's the emoji for perplexed? <laughs> I don't know. I just you know, think it, that it's a pretty cool thought. But we're perplexed, but not in despair. in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. And this is the context that he's moving on when he says, and we have that same spirit of faith. Faith is an attitude. Right. It's a spirit. It is. The, the facts will say we are troubled mm -hmm. on every side. But faith says, but not distressed. Right. We're pressed, but we're not crushed. Uh, the facts are we're persecuted at times but we're not forsaken. Right. We may be mistreated, but we're not abandoned. We are cast down, knocked down, but we're not knocked out. Right. This is the attitude of faith. And I think when dealing with fear, we need to start from the advantage point of adjusting our attitude because it begins with faith. Fear comes all the time, but we got to go back to the foundation of faith because I think that that's a very important uh, aspect of of where you start determines where you go that's true yeah that's true i came across this the other day and i wanted to share it i wanted to read it to you it says we're all in the same boat but mm -hmm. we're not all in the same storm i like that for some people it's sprinkling this is a break it's a breather it's a pause in the normal it's a time to reconnect with family and slow down honestly it's kind of peaceful mm -hmm. for some it's a storm it's a bit scary. It's a bit disruptive. It's enough to make you stay up and watch the news and worry. For some, it's a hurricane. It's tearing at the boards and pulling off the roof. Mm -hmm. It's washing them out to sea. It's dark and unknown. It's life-changing. It's not wrong to be enjoying the sprinkles or enduring the storm, but please don't negate the difference. Rest with family, but don't minimize the hurricane engulfing your neighbor. Mm -hmm. Laugh at a meme. But get on your knees for your friends and get in someone else's storm. I love that because I think we see in the world around us, I think we're seeing the gamut. We're seeing yeah. those that are, quite frankly, enjoying having a few days off work. Kids are enjoying being home from school. Yeah. And uh, families are enjoying times together. They're enjoying taking walks that they haven't been able to do in a right. while. But then I think on the other end of that spectrum, we've got people that are paralyzed with fear. Yes. For whatever reason. And, and, um, and talking to our church family and some of the, our friends, I'm finding that some of us are fine. Some of us are good. Yeah. Some of us are struggling. Some of us are fearful. Several people have described what they're feeling as heavy. Mm -hmm. or as uh, feeling off balance. Right. And maybe they can't necessarily put a finger on what they're feeling. And um, I think the heaviness, we've talked about this, I think the heaviness that, that many people are feeling that we can't necessarily put a finger on is a spiritual battle. I agree. And um, I, don't believe it, I don't believe what's going on in our world right now is just a virus. 
No, I don't. I don't no. think our country's dealt with sicknesses before. Right. I believe that hell is at work in this. It's a war. It's a war. And I think those that are spiritually aware can feel it. Right. And that brings that feeling of that spirit of fear, whether we're the kind that are fearful or not, the enemy brings a spirit of fear. Mm -hmm. And whether we're troubled or not, whether we're confused or not, all of that comes from the enemy. And uh, it's heaviness, it's darkness, it's fear, it's confusion. Mm -hmm. None of those things come from God. No. And in times like these, the only answer is Jesus. Yes. Only he can only. save, only he can heal, only right. he can restore, only he can redeem. Amen. Only our God is omnipresent. He's the one that said, I'll never leave you. Mm-hmm. I'll never forsake you. Mm-hmm. Only our God is omniscient. He's the only one that's all-knowing. Yes. The psalmist said that his understanding is infinite. And only our God is eternal. Mm-hmm. First Timothy says... He's the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God. God. To him be honor and glory forever. So when we realize, when we remind ourselves who God is, Mm -hmm. then we have no reason to be afraid. Because when we realize, when we remember, when we understand that the omnipresent, omniscient, all-knowing, all-powerful, mighty God is for us, then it doesn't matter who's against us. That's exactly right. It doesn't right. matter who's against us. You know, you talked about uh, the different stages that people are in in this crisis, in the in this storm. Some are some are having a uh, a trickle, you know, a spra- sprinkle, sprinkle. <laughs> and there are those that are having a downpour or a hurricane. Is uh, for my own life, it's like it's been an ebb and flow. For me, sometimes, some days, it's overwhelming. It's some days when I begin to consider everything that we're needing to do. And uh, when I consider you uh, are th- that are part of the flock of MPC and not being able to interact with you and uh, be together. Yeah, we're together now, but it's, it's a different it's thing. Different. And so sometimes it's, a, it's like one day it's, it's, it's a sprinkle. Then another day, it's a, it's a storm, and it comes in. But uh, one thing I, I didn't experience until just a couple days ago is I didn't I hadn't experienced the spirit of fear coming to me. And we'd been going through this, and we are busy. I think we're busier now. Than we've if, ever if, been. if 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 <laughs> for those people that are you know they're having the time off and they're just you know. Uh, sitting back and grilling steaks and 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 uh, that's not been us in this season because we've actually taken on more work so that we can do our best to keep the the move of God and the work of God going but just a few days ago I experienced uh what I would say was the spirit of fear mm-hmm. always had concern yes I want to do be wise and and not only be a fool but I want to be wise and have concern but it was something that came over me. Something from the outside. Something from the, from the outside. Inside. It wasn't mm-hmm. just, just, okay, this is where we are. But it was something from the outside. But mm-hmm. what happened is that somebody in a conversation, they were just talking, and they said something that in passing to them, and you take it, you, you take it in context, <laughs> it didn't mean much. Right. But it, it ignited a thought, and then that thought, I believe invited the spirit of fear to come and I felt it Mm -hmm. and I had to resist it. I had to constantly uh, uh, move away from that. And, and 
and I know you've heard that scripture where uh, Paul tells Timothy about the spirit of fear, but let's look at it as Paul is talking to Timothy. When you study Timothy, Timothy was a great young man. Mm-hmm. Had a good name, first of all. <laughs> Timothy was a great young man. He was a young leader that Paul was working with, and Paul had gone after him because he was a man of character. Matter of fact, Paul wrote to the Philippians, and he said to the Philippians, he said, I don't have anybody like like Timothy. Timothy, Timothy is an amazing, he, I can trust Timothy. I can trust Timothy. And you look at what the writing of, of Paul, and he makes a statement. He says, I know about your faith. You're a man of character. Mm-hmm. You're a man of faith. You've got faith like your, your mother and your grandmother. You've got faith like that. But then he says something that is the second reference to this in Paul's letter. The first letter, he he said to Timothy, he said, don't neglect your gift. Don't neglect. Don't don't, uh, uh, forget about your gift. Don't let your gift be something that is a secondary part of who you are. Yes, you're a person of character. Yes, you're a person of of great faith and and it's in this context that he says to to timothy he said i know your faith is unfeigned that's what the uh, mm-hmm. king james says his faith is unfa- that means he's genuine <clears throat> timothy's a man of character he's got genuine faith he's faithful he's trustworthy we would say he is a man of high quality and high character and paul said that about him right. but he also said first ch- letter he wrote don't neglect your gift this, this, he says, after commending him for his faith, he says, but I remind you that you stir up the gift of God that is in you by the putting on of my hands. Paul said Timothy had a gift, and he said, I, don't you, I want to remind you about that because it's very important. Because he said, that's the when, when we come to the verse, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, mm-hmm. but of power of love and a sound mind and he says now don't be ashamed of the testimony of the our lord nor me god's prisoner what is what is paul saying this because timothy had a problem with fear i believe that he had a problem with fear and fear is directly related to our purpose Mm. because the lord said in his word, Paul is talking to, to Timothy directly through the anointing of God, and he said, you have a gift. And number one, you neglect that gift, fear comes. When you don't stir up that gift, fear comes. Fear comes. And I think sometimes we say, we are persons of faith. We believe. We are high quality. We're high character people. Why are we battling this fear, this spirit of fear? Is because... We often think that the opposite of love is hate, but biblically the opposite of love is fear mm-hmm. because perfect love casteth out fear, right? right? So so he is telling him, you need to stir up that gift that God has given you because that is your power. Because mm-hmm. he said it is not a, a spirit of, of fear, but he did, it doesn't come from God, but it, he said what comes from God is power. Power to deal with your situation. All right. Power to deal in your circumstances. This word fear here is literally intimidation. The enemy this season, the enemy is using this present crisis as being the great intimidator. Mm-hmm. To intimidate us. Why? 
to keep us from our purpose. I have talked to people in this time, people that I know are people of high quality, high character, high faith, that love God, that are battling fear. Amen. Because they feel like for some reason that, that the enemy has the upper hand in their life. But when you begin to ignite by faith your gift, you can get through this. Yes. You can make it Amen. if you will ignite your gift. And that's what we, you know, even us right now, this is our gift. This is what we do. We sit at the table and do this. <laughs> but this is what we do. And so for us personally, this is part of how we are breaking the intimidation of the enemy by declaring the faith that God has for us. I think a lot of times the intimidation comes because we're having to find new ways mm -hmm. of doing things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where especially a lot of pastors mm -hmm. and pastors' wives um, are having to find new ways, new ways mm -hmm. to have church, new ways to connect with yes. the congregation, new ways to keep people involved, new yes. ways to keep the doors open. Uh, and it's intimidating. It, it, it is intimidating. Or but can be. <laughs> it, it, it is intimidating when you think about all the context of how the enemy can bring negativity, doubt, fear, and, oh, if we're doing this right, we can't do this. We'll never make it through that. But, again, Paul said, stir up the gift. The word gift there in the Greek is the word charisma, <laughs> which means a divine endowment to do God's will. Divine endowment. Those people who have, have been filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit in their life have a divine endowment right. to get through this mess, Amen. to get through this stress. And uh, it's not just for preachers. That's true. It's not just for uh, those super guru types. Because <laughs> Paul, or actually Peter says, Peter in 1 Peter 4 and 10, he says, as every man hath received the gift. Speaking of man and woman, as every one hath received charisma. Same word. Even so minister the same one to another. So how do you overcome fear? You energize your gift. Uh, we are seeing it with, with uh, what uh, Sister Sean was talking about right. today. I thought about that. You could, it, it, we're working on trying to do some uh, food outreaches. I see it by those that are doing the, the mask and making the mask. And I see it by those that are bringing eggs and passing them out to people. <laughs> you may think that that's a little thing, but uh -uh. what it does is that it, it, it ignites right. their gift to intimidate the intimidator. Amen. Throw it back on him. Right. Throw right. it back on him. And I think that that is something that is very important. To, to, but let me, let me say one more thing. Let me. <laughs> you got more than one more well, thing. <laughs> I got more than one. I can say uh, say a little bit more, but but P Peter said, "As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God." So, the gift really doesn't belong to us. Right. We're stewards of it. It's like the parable of the talents that the Lord gave to one. He gave five to another. He gave, uh, what was it, three, two, one. I'll count down in a minute. But the, the first two, they invested it and grew what God had given him. Mm -hmm. The guy that had one, 
buried it. So to break the bondage of fear, stir up the gift and the power and love and sound mind that God's already given you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, I wrote down three ways to do that. Uh, it has to do with your past, your present, and your future. Mm -hmm. And the first one is to remember what God has done. Mm -hmm. Sometimes uh, when we get in uh, things like this, especially if it's fear, we get in fearful situations, we forget. Mm -hmm. we get spiritual amnesia, I guess. But the first thing is to remember to look back in our past and remember what God has done. I encourage you to write it down. Uh, get you a notebook, record it, yes. get a journal. Ask God to help you remember Write it down, big or small, everything he's done for you. Right. Uh, gather your family and make it a process because your kids uh, may see something as a miracle that you don't necessarily see as a miracle, but God's in it big or, or, or small. And I think this is important because sometimes in a storm, we have a tendency to forget God's blessings. Yes. And um, the Gospel of Mark tells about a time when the disciples were in the ship. Jesus was in the ship with them. Mm -hmm. He was asleep and uh, a storm arose. Hmm. And while the uh, ship was filling with water, Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus was asleep on a pillow. And the <laughs> disciples woke yes. him up, and he rebuked the wind and told the sea to be still. And then he mm -hmm. said to his disciples, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Hmm. These disciples had witnessed Jesus changing water to wine, healing a royal official's son, healing the demoniac from Capernaum, healing yes. Peter's mother-in-law, healing countless nameless people, telling fish, Peter to fish again and him catching a multitude of fish, healing a leper, healing a centurion's servant, healing a paralyzed man, healing a withered hand, mm -hmm. raising a widow's son from the dead. They had seen all of that. Yeah. They, had wit they were eyewitnesses of it. But now they were in a storm, and storms can be scary. Storms can be so overwhelming sometimes that we forget that Jesus is in the boat with us. We forget what he's already done in yes. our lives. So when we pause to look back, when we catalog those blessings, when mm. we take a moment, write it down, when we take a moment to remember the blessings he's already given us, the miracles he's already done, the prayers he's always, already advice. answered, then we can remember he's good no matter yeah. what the circumstance is. Yeah. God is still a healer. He still has all power. Yes. He's still the sustainer of life. He's still the lifter of our heads. He's still yes, the he lover is. of the broken. So that's the past. We that's remember past. what God's done. The second is our present. We accept what God is doing. Mm -hmm. Not in an Eeyore way of everything's bad and it always happens to me, mm -hmm. but not in a Tigger way either. The wonderful <laughs> thing about Tiggers, the Tiggers are wonderful things. Not that way either. That's the Mimi uh, coming through right there. <laughs> but we, need to, we don't need to be unrealistic in either way. Right. The sky's not falling in on us, but right. neither is everything perfect. I think we need to uh, look at it in a balanced acknowledgement of where we are right yes. now. Acknowledge where we are. Accept what is what we're walking through. This is where I am. Mm -hmm. This is what's going on. I think sometimes um, a question that we ask ourselves when we come to a crisis is, why me? Mm -hmm. We get very self-absorbed, self-centered. And um, why is this happening to me? And I think too many times we have the idea that Christians shouldn't suffer. That uh, And that's not only biblically incorrect. That's very much so. <laughs> it's a denial of reality. Mm -hmm. People suffer. People suffer. I think rather than asking why, we need to change the question to, what God, God what do you want me to learn through this? Right. What can you do through me mm -hmm. in this time? What can I? This didn't catch God off guard. Right. This virus didn't take him by surprise. Everything in our life is either God arranged 
-hmm. our God allowed. Mm -hmm. We live in a broken, sin-cursed world. Yes. And it brings consequences. However, if that experience reached us, Mm -hmm. if it reaches us, it has passed through His hand. Yes. His sovereignty, His love, His bigger kingdom agenda before it ever reached us. That that is a powerful thought. He knows about it. He knows about it. Absolutely. So whether he allowed it or whether he arranged it, you can believe that he's going to use it. Yes, he is. So we need to acknowledge where we are. That's the present. And then we look to the future and we trust what he's going to do. I think this maybe sometimes is the hard one. We don't necessarily have a hard time looking back. Right. Sometimes it's not too hard to acknowledge where we are. But uh, looking to the future, our emotions get in the way. Yes. And sometimes our emotions are louder in our mind than the voice of God. Because our emotions, we can't afford to trust our emotions because our emotions are up and down. That's right. Our emotions, uh, but we can always trust the inerrant word of God. Yes, we can. So it's vital that we know what the word of God says. Mm -hmm. It's vital that we know that when there are days that fear and anxiety and doubt rise, Mm -hmm. if we don't know the word of God, Mm -hmm. if we don't know what the word says, we're going to abdicate to our emotions. And we're going to allow our emotions to dictate our response. So we need to be founded in the Word. We need to be found back back to the faith. We need yeah. to be, we need to start from faith. We need to be armed with the Word of God, right. the preached Word, a Scripture that comes alive, a devotion, yes. some some uh, word that somebody shares through you through, through a text or from a conversation. We need to write it down. We need to store it. Amen. So, three things: we need to remember what God has done. Yes. We need to accept what God is doing, mm-hmm. and then we need to trust what God will do. And that. that'll get us through. That'll that, get us that through. is some tr- tremendous, uh, practical, easy ways to uh, remember uh, that He is, which is, which was, and which, which is, is to come. come. Amen. So He is. He's the Lord of my past. Yes. He's the Lord of my present. Amen. And He's the Lord of my future. Yes. Paul went so far to say, "Live or die, <laughs> we belong to the Lord." Right. Now that's kind of like where it all boils down to: live or die. Do you belong to the Lord? Mm-hmm. That's the difference between making it through this or being overwhelmed by the intimidation right. Right. of the enemy. And I think that we have to move our faith. When faith is greater than fear, then we must have radical, audacious, bold faith in God. That may look different for you than it does for me. Right. May they look different for y'all than it does for us. It may... Your faith has got to, though, take some bold, daring, shameless, radical steps. Uh, Who would have thought that Naaman would have ever be healed, a man in the Bible that was healed from his his illness, and what the prophet said was go dip in the water seven times. It don't make sense. Mm -hmm. But when he did it, he was healed. Right. When we see that God calls us sometime to do something that doesn't make sense to us, Never make fun of somebody that you're watching online that's praying a prayer or making a statement or stepping out by faith. I believe God and I believe... All right. I, don't make fun of them Amen. over that. Amen. I don't care if you think that they're not even... Uh, you might think that they're a crackpot, <laughs> but it may be that God is just using somebody to have some audacious faith right. to believe God and pray big prayers and and trust God uh to, to move because when you have that kind of faith, you're going to get through this. 
you're going to have you're going to uh, get through this again we we find that the, th throughout scripture there were situations that required radical faith mm -hmm. there was a time that israel didn't have water their army was uh parched and the lord said through his prophet go dig the valley full of ditches that'll make sense doesn't make sense but they did it, and the next morning it was full of water for them to drink. God said to Moses, lift up your hand, and the Red Sea is going to part. That'll make sense. But that's audacious faith. Right. Amen. We need to have that kind of faith that, that says, God, I will step out. I will step out, and I will do whatever it is you need me to do. Your faith is only as strong as the test it survives. I wish I knew who to give that quote credit to, but I don't. But it's that idea of Esther in the Bible that says, so will I go unto the king, which is not according to the law, and if I perish, I perish, but I'm going to do this. All right. I'm going to do this. I'm going to move forward and realize that this audacious faith needs to meet the arrogance of this virus. The way this virus works is that we need to work back with faith, and you do that in so many different ways. And, and I'd like for you to share with us some practical ways that we could do that, if you would, please. Okay, I asked my ladies' Bible study group for practical survival suggestions, and they mm. had several. <laughs> Reach out to others. Offer to go get groceries for your elderly neighbors or medicine. Run errands for them. Take mm -hmm. a walk. Get outside work in the yard, play worship music, take advantage of not having a schedule, learn something new, listen to a Bible app, stop listening or watching the news. I think you can say that one again, <laughs> maybe louder. Louder for those in the back? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, my sister's here. I asked her to come so I wouldn't, have a, I wouldn't be talking to an empty room. She had a great observation for those with children at home. She said, we make a point of vocalizing daily how thankful we are for this time as a family. Hearing us say those words reinforces peace in our children because it's almost impossible to be afraid of something you're thankful for. That's a great line. Our kids, those, like of, those of you that have children in your homes, they're going to remember, they're going to take from you, mm. they're cues from you, they're going to remember this, the way you responded to this, mm -hmm. whether it was peaceful or whether it was frustration. Mm -hmm. God is with us. Yes, he He's is. He's for us. Again, yes. whether this has been God arranged or God allowed, you better believe that he's going to use it. Yes, he and is. And it makes me think of when the children of Israel left Egypt. They left loaded down with riches mm -hmm. given to them by the Egyptians. Mm -hmm. They left Egypt much richer than they had ever lived. Yes. And I don't know what's on the other side of this storm. <laughs> but I do know it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. We're going to be I better off. That. Yes. Our churches are going to be stronger. Our people are going to be more deeply rooted. Mm -hmm. We're going to come out of this victorious. Victorious. And we're going to come out of it carrying spoils from the battle. Yes. I believe that with all my heart. I do too. I believe that faith is greater than fear. Yes. Faith is greater than fear. And, and there are things in life that have been so uprooted normal is thrown out the window <laughs> uh, what is consistent thrown out the window if you're going to have to create your current environment now 
that's different from what you're used to, then you can start from ground zero. But start with faith. Here's some things I want to just remind you about. Six things I want to remind you about in this practical thoughts is that, number one, there are some questions we will never get an answer to. Right. On, especially this side on of, this it, side of, of glory. glory. <laughs> and that I think when we get over there, I don't know that then it will matter. It's not going to. But there are some questions that we'll never have an answer for. Number two, some things we cannot explain. Mm-hmm. Some things we cannot explain. Number three, there are things in life we can never change. We can't change it. Number four, there are things in life we cannot control. Number five, there are things in life we cannot stop. Number six, and there are things in life that are insurmountable. Mm -hmm. So when God is silent or when we don't have the answers, where do we turn? Do we turn to our own reasoning? Do we turn to culture? Do we turn to Hollywood? Do we turn to uh, uh, universities and and professors and do do we turn to news <laughs> do we turn to the experts <laughs> they don't have a clue <laughs> what what do we do Corten Boone put it like this believe in the dark what god told you in the light believe in the dark what god told you in the light something that came to me today in thinking about coming here tonight is i got to thinking about job in the Bible, Job was a man that had so much calamity, crisis, mm-hmm. distress. He lost everything. With no answer. With no answer. Mm-hmm. He lost everything. But if you look at the scripture, it, Job begins with this statement. After all these calamities happened to him, after he lost all of his wealth, after he lost his children, after he lost possessions, he made this statement. The thing that I feared came upon me. The thing that I feared came upon me. Now, what you said earlier is that there, there's nothing that doesn't come to us that didn't go through God first. For Satan to attack Job, he had to go to God first mm-hmm. and get permission to have the right to do that. God said, you can do this, but you can't touch him. If Job is saying, that which I feared came upon me, The attack from the enemy began with his mind before it became a reality with the loss in his life. So he he begins with that which I feared has come upon me, that which I dreaded because the enemy puts Mm -hmm. those things Mm -hmm. in the mind. It Mm -hmm. puts those things in in their mind. But let me tell you what happened to Job. That attitude is in the beginning. What happened to him toward the end in Job 23 He says in verse 8, Behold, I go forward, but he's not there. Backward, but I cannot perceive him. Mm. On the left hand where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hides himself on the right hand, and I cannot see him. He could have said, Everything I feared come upon me. Mm -hmm. But that's not what he says (laughs) after the storm or towards the end of the storm. He says, but he knoweth the way that I take. And when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot hath held his steps. 
His way have I kept and not declined. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. And this is what he said. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. So to overcome fear, to have your faith that is greater than fear, you have to stop listening to what the devil is telling you right. and start pouring the word of God in you. And then you'll have that same testimony. I don't get this. I don't understand this. I look for God in this and I don't see him there. I don't see him. I don't understand this, but he knows where I Amen. am. When I cannot feel God, find God, God still knows me. Right. God still knows me. I remember years ago when I was a boy, we had moved, uh, our family had moved from uh, Pennsylvania to Texas. And uh, when we got to Texas, in, in northeast Texas, we moved without having a house. We moved without having a location. If you know my mom and dad, you would understand that. But uh, they were incredible people of faith. And my dad just went on what God was leading, and they came back to Texas without a residence and my dad said he was praying one day and just asking God about this situation and he felt the Lord speak this to him I know your address <laughs> we didn't have an address <laughs> but God knew right. his address so whatever you're going through today whatever you're dealing with in this present crisis I want to tell you by faith God knows your address Amen. he knows where you are he's got this Trust him. Jesus. I think it'd be great, honey, if we would just pray right now. And let's just ask the Lord to help us and help those that are watching, help those that are here in this building, and uh, that God would just move upon us with his great power. Jesus. Lord, we come to you Thank tonight you, Lord, in Thank faith you believing, goodness, Lord, you, that your word says that if we would say Jesus. to the mountain, be thou removed and be cast in the sea it would happen but lord that's more than just some flippant statement of dominion but rather it is speaking your will speaking your favor lord believing dear god that you can help in this hour lord there are those right now that are battling fear god and there's so much so much uh, information coming through other churches, coming through other uh, outlets where, where we're talking about this. But it's a real battle. It is a very present battle. So right now, I pray you dispatch your angels. God, that encamp around about your righteous, according to the psalm, Lord, and just be around those today, God, that are dealing with this fear. I pray, Heavenly Father, that they would feel your presence right now in this present crisis and know that you are still in charge. Hallelujah, and we're going to give you praise today. Hallelujah, in Jesus' Jesus. mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank we you, wanted Jesus. to remind you tonight that faith is greater than fear. Amen. Amen. And you can overcome through that. Honey, it's been great to be with you tonight and do this. I look forward to our next time to be doing this. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been great. We trust that this discussion on uh, leading from faith and not fear has been a blessing to you. And we pray that God will help you in this current crisis to feel the victory of God in every situation. 
Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Link podcast. We look forward to our next time. Next time, you're going to experience a great blessing and you're in for a treat as David and his lovely wife, Grace, sit down and talk about surviving from a young person's standpoint during this time of crisis. So keep looking up and keep believing and keep leading from faith and not fear. Remember, leadership only matters if it's passed on. So go pass it on today.
It is absolutely clear that we need the Lord in this crisis, and we need good leadership in this crisis as well. Thank you for joining this special edition of Kingdom Link Podcast. David and I are so thankful for your partnership in this particular ministry. We encourage you to subscribe, write a review, like us on Facebook, and be a part of the Kingdom Link uh, ministry endeavor. May the Lord bless you. Keep looking for new episodes of the Kingdom Link podcast. Remember, leadership only matters when it is passed on.